Hello again, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. And Caitlin. Yep. It is episode 25. Not going to say it? Well, I, I no, because I was waiting. You were poised. Poised for what? For the air horn. For a sort of cel- maybe something to celebrate the fact that we've hit we've hit a quarter century of episodes. Yes. What would be appropriate at this moment? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Woo! 25 episodes. It's, the air. it's also not a quarter century of episodes. It's, 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 it's almost half a year. It is almost half a year. Well, next I guess next, next week will be half a year. We've been be at half this. half a year. Time flies, everybody. It does. And we've had so much fun. We have. And listen, listen, I'll throw shots. Other podcasts? Yeah. Step your game up. Like we know people who have podcasts. Do we? And they're like, you have a podcast? It's like, yeah, we have podcasts. We've been out to you <laughs> since like January. Doing it. Yes. Week end, in and end, week out. End of January. And we have done it every week. And that's probably the thing that's most surprising. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. Listen, I don't think Caitlin will find it insulting if I say I didn't. I thought we'd get to 10. I'm, and I'm, then kind of I can't eat them. Fall away. I can't eat them, but I'm kind of like like some sort of pastry that's nice and flaky on the outside and <laughs> warm and gooey on the inside. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't take that as an insult. Okay. Yeah. There are times when I've forgotten that, uh, say, I had to read something <laughs> for the next podcast and was like... Like when it's uh, 10 p.m. the day before recording day and, and you're like, what am I reading again? No, no, no. I said... Watching? What am, what am, what I, am I watching? watching? <laughs> Forgot it was even uh, a comic that yeah. I was bringing you. Spoilers. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a little bit flaky. I'll take that. That is just how we get down. Yeah. Listeners, your new BFFs had quite the weekend. I mean, I did a lot of family stuff. We hung out socially. Oh, that's true. We did hang out socially. We were in the same building. We were. Not doing this. Yeah, and with other people. With other people. I meant to make sure this uh, this momentous occasion was photographed. Yeah. I don't know if Caitlin remembered that I had made that comment and just didn't remind me of it and was like low-key like dodging me the entire time because uh, I, I really want to take a nice photo of the two of us for the Facebook group, which by the way is at... The Facebook group, so important, is at www. Uh-huh. Dot yes. Facebook. Facebook. Dot. Dot com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Com. Forward slash. Forward slash. Geek down pod. Geek down pod. All one word. All lowercase. No space. Case sensitive. Yeah. Had I remembered, you might have seen a uh, lovely photo of your hosts out, out and about, out on the town, as it were. Yeah. We were at uh, Revival here in Toronto for the hip hop karaoke event, which is something I used to go to very frequently. But had not been for like three years uh, and kind of came out of self-imposed retirement. Uh, and and killed it. For, well, it was an easy song. For uh, my friend Gina, our friend Gina. Our friend Gina. Who wanted to go, had always wanted to go really bad. So she dragged me out for that. And thank you everyone who, uh, other friends slash listeners, you're all friends. Some of you are listeners who came out for that. It was a good time. And also my weekend of busyness continued with uh, crossing off my bucket list, finally seeing the magnificent DJ Jazzy Jeff spin for like 90 minutes at the uh, Scratch Basted Barbecue here in Toronto. That's awesome. How was the barbecue? Uh, you know what? I actually didn't eat any food. Oh. Because we had sushi before we went in. They had like tacos and shit, but I mean, listen, you know it's going to be like like seven fifty for a taco. Yeah. Can, cans of PBR 
broke down to about maybe seven dollars as Oof. well. It was like twenty bucks got you three drink tickets for alcoholic beverages and one drink ticket for a non-alcoholic beverage. Right. So I'm used to paying twenty bucks for three pints, not three cans. So right. uh, in the interest of being social, I relinquished the iron grip on my last twenty to <laughs> for the weekend buying uh, three drink tickets. But it was a good time, and he is. I have loved him since the days of Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Little known fact, everyone remembers like you know the the comedic funny songs. Yep. Off of that one album with like parents just don't understand and everything on it, the one that kind of broke them into the consciousness. I was that kid who was listening to the songs on like side two because there would be these like mix songs, right. like, just jazzy wilding out for like five minutes. Those were the ones I would always listen to over and over again. Like, Jazzy's in the house or hip hop dancers theme. Like I would just just zero in on those. So to finally see him, cool, do his thing live and in person was uh, greatly enjoyable for me. So That's that was awesome. a good time. Yourself? Uh, like I said, some family stuff, some tech support from my father. Always fun. Oh, I I don't mind. He's he's actually a lot better on computers than he thinks he is. Were you in person or on the phone? Over the phone. Oh, that's, ooh, yeah. It, that's. That is hard because also it was an iPad, and as we know, I'm not a Mac person. Mm-hmm. I'm not an i-anything person. Um, so I don't, whereas I can kind of figure out on an Android device or on a Windows, you know, program, I can yeah. sort of figure out where things are. Your primary fluency is in those. Yes. Uh, so um, Macs are, or iPads, iPhones are, are particularly difficult. Mm-hmm. So even like I figured out over the phone how to, how he could bookmark things on Safari, <laughs> but could not figure out how to find the bookmarks. Uh. Like... <laughs> Like, I was like, is there a book? Is And he's like, there's a book, but then they have these other things. And I was like, no, it's not that. Yeah, you know, the, and that the book might give you the history as well as the favorites. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a very strange layout. So, uh, But I did, I did my best. And we did, you know, the important things are he knows how to take a picture and post it to Facebook. Nice. Uh, he has uh, his email. He can get that. So he can send me emails. And uh, his banking information. Uh. All very important. So... And, like, you know, news and weather and stuff. My mom is on her, like, third iPad Ooh. now. And the the call I always get is, like, why do I not have any space? I was, like, I, I without seeing it, I don't know what you want me to tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's I always the hard part. It's my dad will say something. He'll be, like, so which button do I press? And I'm, like, I have no idea. I'll need descriptors. But now he knows to give me, like, descriptions. He's, like, this one's, like, he was we were trying to figure out what the Wi-Fi button was. And mm. I'm, like, is there something with, like... You know, kind of like a semicircle. A is, there a cone? is there? He's like, well, there's some triangles, and we were trying to figure it out that way. So, and the one time I was home, when it was like, you know, I'm trying to download, say yes to the dress, but it says I have no room. Where's all my room? And I look, and my mom has like five thousand emails sitting locally on her device. Five thousand. Like, you know, you can just archive or delete these, right? Or like, I really don't think you need. An Amazon promotion from 2007. No. Still, I'm, it's probably expired. Probably. By now, you can probably get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what, I always, that's what I always get. And it's also what I give for, like, a Christmas gift. What? Tech support? Yeah. Well, oh, no. I just... That's <laughs> whenever I'm I, home, I'm like, listen, okay, you get, like, you know, four complaint-free questions. I'm not going to sigh. I'm not going to roll my eyes. I'm not going to do anything. I never do this. I'm so much better than you are. You I, are. You're a much better child than I, I am. I'm so much more patient. I don't think um, anyone would dispute that. Um, but I actually, I like giving tech support. I just, uh, I sometimes wish I would had the remote thing 
where he could just like I could just log into his computer and, and show then you figure it out. see what's happening. I've on downloaded there. it a couple times, but they were like free versions because the actual versions are super expensive and they only last for thirty days. So so, but my dad, my I was ha- happy to help him with the text board because my dad is off to Scotland today. Ah, and so I wanted to help him sort some stuff out mm-hmm. before he left. Taking his iPad with him. Obviously. He is. He is. So he will stay connected. Oh, and you can FaceTime while he's over there, and it'll just be amazing. Let's not go too crazy. Or Skype, I guess, if you're mixing. Uh, Let's just if you're mixing systems. We'll just yeah, we'll just stick <laughs> with the emails. He won't have time. He's gonna like hang out with friends and get drunk at the pub. Do Scottish and, things and and not put his hands in his pockets. Toss cabers and no, he's not gonna, what? I don't no. know what you do there. You enjoy the beautiful surrounding and the sheep. You don't toss cabers. Uh, no. Hmm. You gotta be real strong to toss cabers. The Highland Games have grossly misinformed me. Well, yeah. If you were at the Highland Games, <laughs> you would see people toss cabers. They didn't just go around Scotland tossing cabers. I just assume that's what you did all the time. Was just no. toss cabers. No, your ignorance is astounding and, and, and the, shocking. And, and the sheep, which you already mentioned. There are lots of sheep. That is true. Everywhere, except for the cities. But everywhere else you go, like thirty minutes out of the city, not even, and there are sheep. Sheep. And coos. And um, what? Cows. Oh. But that's coos. coos. Um, all right, but on to news. One more time for sheep. Yay, sheep. <laughs> yay, sheep. <laughs> yay, Shep. Yay, sheep. <laughs> yay, Shep. Um, all right. So. News. news. As I was saying. News. Items of the day. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. I'm pretty sure I've got more news than you do. Probably. I'm going to start with um, more Star Trek news. What is left? So much. Have we not talked about every possible star trek item in the world no okay um so a couple things hope you like star trek everybody (laughs) yeah they do (laughs) okay they they tune in specifically to listen to me talk about star trek (laughs) so it is star trek's 50th anniversary yes it is and the montreal comic-con that went on from july 8th to 10th yes um had a mini panel with kate mulgrew Mm -hmm. brent spiner and william shatner and william shatner and I don't know if you know about this, but William Shatner is kind of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as an as a product of another time, I probably could have assumed that. And what did Bill say? Just a whole bunch of sexist garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just weird and thought he was really funny and he wasn't. And Kate Mulgrew had to, you know, fire some shots and Ooh. stuff. But what we've come out with this is besides that. He's the worst. Shatner is the worst. Kate Mulgrew is the best. <laughs> that's, that's the takeaway. Yeah, basically. There's your Star Trek news. Kate Mulgrew is the best. Um, but there's other stuff as well. That Star Trek DS9 continues to be amazing. <laughs> it's not really news, Kate. Yeah, it is. It's an update. It's just updates go at the end of the show. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Who's shoehorning your updates into the news segment? I'm just trying to let people know. They're coming for you. Because I have shoehorned my... <laughs> You're trying to put updates into the news section. The podcast police are on their way. I just felt like it should just go with the Star Trek news. <laughs> but there is actual news as well, besides all the other stuff. Uh, Star Trek, the new series, will be airing, as we know, on CBS. And they'll air the first episode on CBS, just the regular channel. And then they will be moving it to CBS All Access, which is their online streaming site. Yes. However, they will be also airing the show on Netflix, but only internationally. 
Oh, so like people in Canada who technically can't get... No. That is the only country <laughs> not part of that. So Suck it, CBS. It will be on U.S., um, CBS, for, for the U.S., CBS All Access. And for Canada, it will be on Crave TV. Ew. Yeah. So, congratulations, all you people who live not in Canada or the U.S. Congratulations, people who have Android boxes. Well, yes. Or people who have Android boxes, which I do. We don't endorse. Do. We do not endorse Android boxes. And I don't have one. At all. But um, I will have to, like, get someone to, like, record it in the UK and then send it send to Send it me. back to you. Totally above board. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not, well, they're not, like, releasing it to everyone. They're not just going to send it to me. Yeah. Because I need to see it. Because you need to see it. And that's about it. Speaking of things that released in Canada. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> just happened as we, were, as we were booting up today to start. Pokemon Go is official in Canada. Ooh-ooh. As of today. Caitlin, maybe the tag, listen to the end people. By the way, if you don't listen after the end of the music, I feel like there's people who duck out when the ending theme comes you on. You are missing. There's always like so much stupidity that comes after the music. Uh, you're really missing out. Probably some of the best radio uh, in podcasting today at the end of our... Wow. I yeah. think... Uh, really? You're Better gonna... than cereal. Oh... You calling me oh a mother? <laughs> you calling me a motherfucker while I sing the Nadesco theme is far better than anything that happened on cereal. Shots, right. Sarah Koenig. <laughs> yeah, so Pokemon Go is out. I know a lot of people were like bootlegging it uh, up to this point, and switching their accounts had, and whatnot. And some people had codes as well. Yeah, it was basically you just had to like tell Apple you had a US account, and there was a there was a workaround, and I almost did the workaround. Yeah, because I was just I was too caught up in the hype. <laughs> the hype was just like, listen, I never played. I was probably on the outer edge, definitely probably on the outer edge of handheld video gaming and Pokemans type stuff right. when Pokemon first dropped. Right. Um, you know, I enjoyed it ironically to a certain extent. I did have a little Pokeball that sat on my, uh, sat on one of my shelves with a, it was like a Burger King toy. And, like you press it open, it had a little gold card of uh, Jigglypuff in it. I know of Pokemon because my cousin Madeline, who we used to take care of, watched it all the time. Yeah, I mean, for many people, it was a huge thing, and Pokemon Go has been, like, life-changing for them. Uh, not really anything I was like, oh, I gotta get on that, uh, when I found out, A, it was free-to-play. Yeah. Uh, and B, it was just, everybody was playing it. My Facebook was, like, blowing up, and it just looked kind of fun, though it seems to be less fun now. I think, I think the backlash has started, where people are like, get the fuck off my lawn with well, your Pokemon hunting. Yes, there's always gonna be that, though. There's some always gonna be grumpy people like you. Ruining fun for everyone. Did you not see the BuzzFeed article about some dude who, because he lives in a converted church, his church ended up becoming a gym and he's got people like hanging out on his lawn all the time? Except he said he actually thought it was fun. He did. He just thought it was weird. There's also that weird thing where the Holocaust Museum became a gym. Oh, that is not. (laughs) Where if, you know, because I get the sense that just like notable buildings will become a gym. Like just kind of like links up to maps. Google technically owns the company, so probably just links up to maps. Right. And whatever notable building. Hey, it's a gym now. Lots of people go there. That's it's the not, Holocaust Museum. That's not. Nope. No. Don't do that. Even if it tells you it's a gym, find another gym. That's really disrespectful. Um, but it's out there now, so I'm probably gonna play it. Uh, I don't have it yet because I have a sexy new phone, and have been greatly been enjoying LTE uh, download speeds, which means my bus rides are just filled with streaming video. And for the first time in like a decade, <laughs> I'm about to go over my data, so uh, I will not be out there in these streets 
trying to catch them all. Well, except if you find some person's <laughs> Wi-Fi. Hang out in front can... of Starbucks. And... I was going to say, if you, I mean, we can't afford to go to Starbucks. If you just hang, in, <laughs> <laughs> hang out in front of it. Then... Did you want a drink or something? It's like, no. I'm no. Just, I'm Actually, just... you can ask for water. They'll always give you ice water if you ask for it. I'm just, I'm just fr- tr- hunting Raichus yeah. out here. Uh, shouts to Caitlin, by the way, for posting one of the funniest things I've ever seen on her personal Facebook. I don't know. We should share it on the main page about a uh, drunken fellow who oh. really wanted to play Pokemon late at night and was uh, could not fathom <gasps> that maybe the Pokemon would be asleep when yeah. he wanted to play. And yeah. he was very drunk and upset about this. And it was maybe one of the funniest things I've it, ever seen in my it life. It was fantastic. I have watched it no less than 9,000 times and have laughed every single time. Yeah, I I'm, I will. For you guys, I will post it on the uh, <laughs> on the Geek Down webpage. You, uh, the Geek Down, sorry, Facebook page. You will thank her later. Uh, other Nintendo news that blowed up, blowed up my feed. Zuh. Nintendo really seems to finally be embracing their position as like the nostalgia factory. Yeah. It's like, eh, forward thinking. Well, T- tired of that. No, because they've combined it, which is even better. They've taken, like, Pokemon, and they've made it augmented reality. Yes, and I do feel I'm not going to get obsessed by Pokemon Go. Sorry, yeah. back to Pokemon Go for a minute. I feel I want to see it just to see what the technology is like, because I feel like this is the first shot of, like, how this technology will work with right. something better in the future. Yeah. Because from what I hear, it doesn't look like, you know, Pikachu's not, like, lounging on a car in front of you. He's just, like, kind of floating there. Yeah. This is how these idiots are posting diglet dick pics on Snapchat all over the place. What? Where am I? Because sometimes? if there's a diglet, some dude will like position his crotch like in the shot right. and take a screenshot of it so it looks like a diglet is popping out of his pants. That's weird. Because boys are awful. Boys are boys are awful. We really are. So yeah, I just it'll be I just want to see it more for the technology than like an actual game experience. I'm sure I'll play it for a week and be like, "Nah, that was fun. I'm not walking 35 uh, well, kilometers to get yeah talk, talk, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll see talk to me after my data resets and it's like you know five days into the new billing period and i'm like yep <laughs> used all my data again <laughs> oh man got more squirtles than i know what to do with though um but yeah in other nintendo news this blowed up my feed um so you know those little like plug and play video game systems yeah which will just plug them into your tv and switch the input and boom you can play centipede or frogger or whatever like yeah. they're normally kind of atari games uh nintendo is coming out in November with the mini NES. Oh, perfect for Christmas. Perfect for Christmas. Uh, it will be $60 US, so like $150 Canadian. Um, that's not that's not horrible. <laughs> See, it's better. <laughs> I was joking, but you, given the exchange rate, you legitimately thought that was a feasible price. Well, I was like... It'll probably be like 80 <laughs> in Canada. Um, I was like, wait, uh, maybe, I don't know. Who knows by then? So this is a, looks like a tiny replica of a Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. Which means it's smaller, which means we'll not play your old games. No. Sorry. This is a plug and play device. Yeah. Um, comes with a couple controllers, I think, that will plug into it as well uh, via USB. These controllers will also apparently work on your Wii U for virtual console games if you um, want to play do they tell you what games come with it? Boy, do they. It comes with 30 games. Ooh, that's actually pretty good. Um, yeah, you may, for someone who didn't, you did not have a Nintendo. Did we come uh, up with that on our Secret I, Origins episode? I personally did not have one, but there was one in our house. It belonged to my sister. Ah, so she never let you play. No, um, I just, it was not a thing I was doing at that time. I was still playing with dolls. Well, let's bust through this real quick. There's 30 games on it. Castlevania 1 and 2, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. That seems an odd choice. I don't know why you wouldn't go with Double Dragon 1. No idea. Dr. Mario, Excite Bite, Final Fantasy, Galaga, Ghosts and Goblins, Gradius, Ice Climber, Kid Icarus, Kirby's Adventure, the original Mario Brothers, Mega Man 2, 
very smart move. Mega Man 2. Okay. Probably the best Mega Man. Also, uh, the first Wily stage in Mega Man 2. One of my top three like video game pieces of video game music ever. Cool. Metroid, Ninja Gaiden, Pac-Man, Punch-Out featuring Mr. Dream. Because okay. we don't want Mike Tyson's name on it anymore. <sighs> Star Tropics, which is something that has sold it to a lot of people as well. I believe that's an old old RPG. Uh, Super Contra, Super Mario 1, 2, and 3, Tecmo Bowl, and The Legend of Zelda 1 and 2. That actually sounds like a pretty good so selection. So there you go. And the box is all old-timey looking like the, the original. I'll show that to Kate. Like the original NES used Very to look. nice. Uh, so yeah. I mean, if you got a if you got a flair for nostalgia, Nintendo is embracing this. I still feel they should just like... Why they're not just porting them for iOS and Android and reaping in tons of cash that way. I feel like there are many people who would love to play Super Mario 3 on their iPads. Maybe that is pay something for the privilege. they're doing. Maybe. You never know. Um, yeah. And this is kind of... Sega's kind of been in business for the last 10 years by doing this. I have every console I've purchased, I've always gone out and bought or downloaded old Genesis games for it because that was my childhood. If your childhood was the NES, this is very good news for you. So yeah, November, 60 bucks, give or take, and you can have that in your home. Cool. That actually sounds all, all pretty neat. What else you got? Um, More star-related news, but in this case it's Star Wars. As we know, have loved Clone Wars, uh, the animated series, and I've also loved Rebels. And the new Rebels trailer actually just dropped, so it's for the third season of Rebels. And uh, there was some big news in that trailer. And what was the big news in the trailer? So a character has shown up, a beloved character. This character's name, uh, you may have heard it. Is it Darth Dead Do? No, it is not Darth. I was going to say, you may have heard of it because it's sort of been thrown around in the ether, but it's Grand Admiral Thrawn. Right. You ever heard about this? Heard of him mentioned in like the Expanded Universe uh, yeah. books and whatnot. Yeah. So he's very important to the Expanded Universe. He was uh, one of the main characters in the first EU trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was written by a guy named Timothy, or sorry, the books were written by a guy named Timothy uh, Zahn. Yes. I think that's how you say it. And when they relaunched Star Wars, they, of course, scrapped most of the EU. Um, The stuff in the Clone Wars was still good to go, and they had said the stuff in Rebels will be good to go. But everything else is sort of... The entire library of books you've been amassing for the past 20 years. Exactly. (laughs) Throw it out. It It was devastating to a lot of people who loved the Expanded Universe and put a lot of time and effort into it. Mm-hmm. And with this trailer, uh, they had have shown that even though he won't be, it won't be the exact way people remember him, because of course he takes place sort of after Luke and Leia, right. um, he will be appearing in Rebels and will be part of the canon, which is super exciting. So he's official again. And even more importantly, a new book is coming out about him. Mm-hmm. Written by Timothy Zahn. Yes. So they've got the guy who wrote the old ones to write the new one, uh, which is very exciting for a lot of fans. This is going to be like a retweaking him into officialness or like... I don't know. I don't know. They are sort of obviously keeping a lot of who he was and putting him into the story. And a certain person I live with, who is a massive Star Wars fan, may have broken down into tears when he saw the trailer. Um, he, he has, Thrawn has a specific look to him. He's an alien called a Chiss mm-hmm. uh, that have blue skin and red eyes. I basically make every single one of my tieflings in uh, D&D look like 
<laughs> look like Chiss because uh, they're super cool looking and he's very very striking and uh, he even made I don't I don't know much about the expanded universe and he even made an impression on me on on the trailer so I'm really excited to see the new season of Rebels because of it. Well, there you go, Star Wars fans. Yeah, not everything. They didn't throw all the babies out with the bathwater. They did not. I actually think it was really nice. I don't know if nice is the word, but it it probably on one hand is really practical of them um, because they do want to keep the fan base happy. But I also think it was just a really nice goodwill gesture to the fans. Yeah, and I don't think, I mean, listen, Expanded Universe has been going on for basically like 20 years before it got thrown out. I'm sure there were at least a couple good ideas in there yeah. that were worth keeping. Exactly. So, and now people are kind of interested to see what they might try and reintroduce into the new canon. Mm. Well, good times. Got more cartoon news for y'all. Ooh. And more nostalgia. Apparently, I'm the nostalgia king today. And good news for Canada, because you know we don't always, as established earlier, sometimes we don't always get everything. No, that's true. And this has been out everywhere for a while, but it's just nice for us to have it legally, I guess. Kate, you love Sailor Moon? I love Sailor Moon. Do you wish maybe you could just watch Sailor Moon whenever you wanted to? Yes. All the all the episodes? All the episodes. Including the, that weird season with the dudes who turned into girls and vice versa that, at the time, YTV thought was too much. That that wasn't weird, okay? That that, that was epic. <laughs> Super Japanese-y. All five seasons of Sailor Moon are now legally streaming in Canada. Viz Media, which owns the rights in North America, has given it to a site I have never heard of called Tubi TV. Tubi. Is it legal? T-U-B-I. Totes legal. Cool. Um, I once said about the site Crackle, which yeah. is owned by Sony, that it was like the Honest Ed's VHS department of <laughs> streaming media. This is even uh, more so, it seems like. Uh, it's one of these sites where you probably have to sit through a few ads, but it's, you know, watch free movies, watch free TV. For people like us, though, it's usually a nice little secret stash for anime. Uh, Crackle is actually the first place I watched Madoka Magica before it was on Netflix. Oh, cool. So, yeah, this is one of those type of sites. You can go to 2BTV, T-U-B-I.TV, and watch all five seasons. Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon RS, Supers, and Sailor Stars are all up there for your enjoyment. You can watch the entire run in Japanese with English subtitles uncut as they were originally made. So you can see them die and get reborn and not have that weird shady waving of the hands explanation like they had in when they first aired in Canada at the end of the first season. Oh, it restarted. Yeah. Oh. But they died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they... It was really kind of like heavily edited when they first aired. See, I may not have seen... Yeah, the ending made no sense when it was on YTV. Oh, I figured that they did just like like, get reborn. It looked like bad shit kind of happened. But there was like definitely some like overdub of Luna going, it's so fortunate that everybody turned out all right. Yeah, but they don't remember anything that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Luna and Artemis having this exposition trying to explain why they weren't really dead. See, I think I think that's just a a use of, of a good use of dubbing. <laughs> Whereas in the original Japanese they were uh, somewhat graphically murdered. <laughs> except just, for just except a little for bit? Usagi. So yeah, I actually did when they were on when they dropped on Hulu originally, I paid attention so I could go back and watch those originals. Um, and now you don't have to. You can just go on Tubi TV if you're, if you're in Canada and check them all out for yourself. So if you've got a flair for some Sailor Moon classic and that Sailor Moon crystal business didn't keep your interest. Yeah. <laughs> you can have all the throwback Sailor Scout goodness you would like. It's just so good. <laughs> so good. And I do have have some star news some other star news sorry it's all all about the star you news are this very week. spacey today yeah 
so if you are interested in the skies like me <laughs> and you don't own a telescope oh like me, it's time for caitlin's astronomy minute again <laughs> it is um at the moment, you can actually see three planets visible with the naked eye. Really? Well, not during the day, obviously, but obviously. at night. Um, Lowish on the horizon, you can see uh, Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars. Not the Sailor Scouts, but the, the planets themselves. Yes. Mars actually does look red, so look out for a sort of red-tinged star, and that would be Mars. Um, but be careful because uh, Jupiter will set by 11. So if you want to see all three of them, you got to... You gotta get out get there. Get out there fast, because it's summer and the days are long. So, yeah. whereabouts? What direction should we be facing for this? <laughs> Caitlin's research did not go that deep, so do a Google <laughs> no, search yourself just, if just, you're interested. Or actually, I have a really good app. Oh, more free advertising. You want to plug this app? Yeah, I'm gonna pr- plug this app. Um, it's actually the one I use all the time. Um, it's great because you can just sort of hold it up and it will track it for you it's called star tracker star tracker so you start it and you just basically hold it up in front of the sky and it'll tell you what the stars are what the planets are all right yeah. um all kinds of stuff it's actually really really neat you actually can also see uh the international space station when it goes over um so it's a cool it's a cool app what about the hubble space telescope can you see that can you find where that is hubble got you <laughs> just i just Maybe, probably it was a legitimate question now, Caitlin now i'm looking now <laughs> i'm gonna use it and i'm gonna look and i'm gonna see see what we've got you can't just doesn't have a search bar for it well, i don't think so i just usually hold it up to things <laughs> it's like oh ursa minor is by my ceiling fan this is very amusing to watch kate oh i can see there's the sun <laughs> <laughs> can find that I on my own well i'm just saying that this is what i don't know it could be under us we'll assume if it passes over in your region wow it just looks like a final fantasy skill tree <laughs> it does actually. <laughs> I just see colors and lines and <laughs> spheres. It also will tell you what the it well you can you can use different what's the word I'm looking for? You know when you put sort of search layers over something but you can take them away. Like I could just see planets. Ah. What's that? What's that? Uh, I think layers was good. Okay, okay, fine. Um if you just want to see planets, you can get rid of the stars and yeah, everything but else. It'll also tell you like it'll show you the constellations. Mm. So it'll tell you I can show you right now. Oh, and has music with it too. Uh, <laughs> it'll show you like, uh, ah, oh no, it's you can see Virgo right there. Oh, and it brings up it brings up a little uh, drawing of a of a woman of the woman as yeah. well. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's actually a, uh, awesome. I love it. It's one of my favorite apps. I actually only have downloaded like ten apps. And that's so one of them. When you're out there absentmindedly playing Pokemon Go in Hamilton, uh, be on the lookout for the other absentminded person looking up at the sky in her, with her phone. That would be Caitlin. And do not collide with each other. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Well, I think that might be all the news we have, Caitlin, uh, unless I, we didn't talk about this beforehand. <clears throat> is there <laughs> anything to mention? There would in, be something to mention. In, that's what I need to make a sting for. In Idris Watch 2K16? Uh, yeah, Idris Watch is going pretty well. Um, I thought we maybe would be taking a break this week. Oh, thought we might have to pause Idris Watch. Well, you know, I wasn't going to bring it up if there wasn't any <laughs> Idris news. But then the Mary Sue, uh-huh. thankfully, posted an article a couple days ago uh, on July 13th, mm-hmm. which was called God Bless You, Idris Elba. And it was an article about uh, him being featured in the magazine called Interview. Oh, these are... So friends, I was uh, I would work 
at Major Canadian Retailer, and I saw this issue of interview mm-hmm. and said, well, I guess I should probably snap some photos of these, these this pictorial of Mr. Elba yeah. for Ms. McKinnon. Which was very nice of you. Um, don't say I never did anything for you. But surprise to no one, even though the issue had arrived at our store, that day, Caitlin McKinnon had already seen them. Oh, the look on her face as she is gazing at her phone right now. Was that the topless one? No, it's the no. Okay, here's the other thing. I uh-huh. like Idris Elba because he is a fantastic actor. It's also great okay. that he happens to be very good looking. Okay. But I, I like character more than I do, mm-hmm. like, you know, <coughs> being naked. Stop laughing at me. Also, I've refined my gunslinger list. Oh, the <laughs> the Caitlin McKinnon squee posse? Yeah. All right. Is this official? This is cano- canonical. I think, I think so. I, it might change. All right. Subject to... F- Maybe one final revision later, but Possibly. this is the this is the beta release yeah. of the Caitlin McKinnon Squee Posse 2K16. Uh, Idris Elba. Yes. Carl Urban. Mm-hmm. Kate Mulgrew. Kate Mulgrew. <laughs> Michelle Yao. Uh. Because she should be in everything. Yeah. We we decided. We said that. Yes. Yeah. Including uh, my house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason Momoa. My, uh, yeah. And either Lee Sung Gyun. I think that's how you say his last name. Or Alex Chu. Both from Pasta. Oh. <laughs> Shep, and the, Shep and the owner. But see, okay. So at first I was like, uh, Alex Chu. But then I saw Alex Chu with glasses. Does he wear glasses in the show? No. Oh, you were Googling. Possibly. <laughs> uh, I wanted to see what else he was in. And he looks very good with glasses. So he could be like the nerdy like mm-hmm. science guy. <laughs> Riding his nerd science horse. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I've now decided it's a steampunk. Uh, a steampunk western. <laughs> it's going through um, a lot of revisions. And finally, of course, I can't really have a true perfect posse uh, without my own Chris being added to this. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, don't! Why do you think I like him so much? Because he's incredibly good looking and wonderful. There you go. You have to take that back. You bumped Goliath for your own boyfriend? Which one's Goliath? The gargoyle. Oh, oh yeah! Of course I. Of course, <laughs> what? Yes, I bumped the gargoyle for my own boyfriend. You were really solid about the gargoyle. I know. Last week I, and Cisco. Cisco got bumped. No, no, no. There was no Cisco. I said. I said I didn't. I have nothing for Avery Brooks. Yeah, he's an okay captain. He's not as good as Janeway. And Goliath. I said I had a crush on him when I was a kid. I no longer have a crush on a cartoon character. <laughs> Which is so much better than us who don't have who don't have crushes on cartoon characters anymore. Faye Valentine, you're always my wife. <laughs> Anyways, so that that's that's my possible. Well, there you go. Rest easy, friends. I know you were up late, <laughs> wondering <laughs> when you were going to find out the official roster of the Caitlin McKinnon Squee Posse. Yeah, it may change. You never know. Always, always subject to revision. Yeah. Well, I do believe that is all the news that's fit to print for this week. That is it. We have a hard out today. Kate's got a. Kate's got an appointment, so we are going to duck out here, and when we come back, we are going to talk about things that we brought each other. Oh, Caitlin McKinnon. This is going to be a great, this is going to be great. Man, this is, I can't, I can't even with this. It's going to be a fun one, y'all. If you have weed, get it. What? (laughs) We'll be back in a moment.
welcome back to Geek Down. This is the part of the show where we sit down and talk about the things we brought each other and how we like them and all that jazz. Things we would not have encountered on our own. Definitely. Are you sure? This week, definitely. Okay. Um, <laughs> but before we get into it, we have some rules. There are rules. The first rule is the rule of three. The rule of three. If it runs on installments or parts or episodes. Or ellipticals. <laughs> you have to watch three of said parts, installments, ellipticals, or episodes to give it a chance to establish itself. Because usually the pilot is not very good. Interesting point. This week, I only watched two of the thing that Caitlin brought me because it's only three things long. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I figured two. Was, if it's only three episodes, I figured two thirds of the entire run was probably good to get and a sense I of it. And I watched, four, or I didn't watch, I read four. And Caitlin read four. There, there you go. go. Um, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. Caitlin and I will not talk about the thing that we have been given to consume until we are seated in front of these microphones. Until we're here, we have no idea what the other person thought of it. Sometimes very difficult. Extremely difficult. This week, really difficult. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the third rule, which isn't really a rule. It is no, more of a policy. It is a policy. Uh, there will be spoilers. In this this week, uh, you're safe. Yeah, you really are. Doesn't like, really matter. No, I know there's a bunch of you who are like, oh, I hate spoilers, and you duck out and you never listen to the back half of the show. Trust me. Yeah, in this case, you'll it's, be fine. You'll you'll be fine. Here's a re- <laughs> nothing, nothing coming that's going to spoil your enjoyment of Hidden Kingdoms or Uzumaki this no, week. No. Uh, so first, I believe it is what I brought you. Boy, is it. <laughs> so as. Jordan just mentioned. Um, I brought him Hidden Kingdoms. Yep. Which is a BBC documentary. It is also, it's sorry, it also goes by the title Mini Monsters on the Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. There are only three episodes ever, which is ridiculous because this show was amazing. Um, it is narrated by the wonderful Stephen Fry. And basically the premise is it goes along and shows you these animals lives mini animals tiny animals and you get to sort of see everything that goes on it's a fucking nature documentary y'all <laughs> yeah caitlin brought me a fucking nature documentary <laughs> it is, it is, that's the most caitlin thing <laughs> ever i told her when she came in if this had not been narrated by Stephen Fry, when I looked it up at Netflix, I would have thought, am I watching the wrong thing? Like, what? There's no way she brought... Nope. Nope. Definitely brought me a nature documentary. Oh, I did. Um, so, some of the animals that are featured in Hidden Kingdoms... <laughs> Rattle them off. ...are the chipmunk. Woo! Uh, the dung beetle. The dung beetle. Uh, the rufous elephant shrew. The rufous elephant shrew. Or sh- sengi. Yes, or the sengi. It's called the sengi in its African name. Yeah. Uh, tree shrew. Yep. Uh, and one of my favorites, the scorpion mouse, uh, which goes by another name. I can't remember what else. Is that the one from the first episode? Yes. Right. A wolf mouse, or I don't know. I can't remember what it's Oh, called. yeah, because it howls. Because it howls. Um, and that's basically all there is. Very cute little howls. Uh, that's all there is to this show. There's not, I mean, you get, the cinematography is fantastic, and... I really enjoy nature documentaries, so I thought, you know what? And and Jordan asked for something he could see on Netflix. That is true. And this is on Netflix. It is. All three um, episodes. So, Jordan, what'd you think? How much would weed have assisted my enjoyment of this? I don't know. I watched it without being inebriated. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. That's actually shocking. I am shocked. You are shocked? I am shocked. Listen, 
we all know we probably all know like the tropes of nature documentaries by this point and typically when you see them they're being played for laughs in some like you know show about something else like yeah. the one i always go to i'm really dating myself but you know movie from my uh teenage years that i adored a cameron crow movie called singles mm -hmm. which is about like people in seattle and we all watched it because pearl jam was in it right it was, like the first pearl jam trying to act <laughs> what <laughs> um but there's a scene where just like eddie vetter and the bass player are like the members of the Matt Dillon character's band because right. they're like set in the grunge era or whatever. And they're like, just like blank face, just like, whoa, watching some like documentary about bees or something <laughs> like that. That's what we think of when we think about nature documentaries. It's some shiftless stoner sitting on a couch. Yeah. <laughs> like eat, eating cinnamon toast crunch, which I actually have. Shouts to, was actually eating cinnamon toast crunch. Shouts to that. It was on sale this week, which is like the bowl, like propped down their belly, just <laughs> going like, whoa, man. That said, I've never been more invested in a chipmunk fight than I ever have <laughs> when watching this show. They did a they do a great job of setting it up. Let's let's rattle off the first note that I have in here, which Caitlin almost got. We almost broke rule two, one of the hardest withholdings ever. Okay. In all the show, how will she learn the secrets of Sangi life, Caitlin? Because <laughs> <laughs> the Sangi or the elephant-nosed shrew, you start with this one where it's like you know, there's a mom. And the mom gets like eaten by a snake or something. Like I don't know. It's like, a okay. First of all, it's a it's a lizard. Oh, it's a lizard that eats her. Yes. Okay. Were you even paying attention? No. <laughs> I think I made that clear. I thought you. I thought you were invested in these animals' lives. I was not enough to remember that it was a lizard that killed her. Definitely invested enough to write in all caps. How will she learn the secrets <laughs> of Sangi life, Caitlin? Her mom has been killed. Listen, I, I learned some shit, so that's cool. That's good. Sangi. Make little trails in the grass. They do. They spend their entire time like clearing off these trails so they can run fast. Yeah. And that's the big drama where she gets like chased off of her like set trails. She doesn't know she doesn't know where she's going anymore. Yeah. Uh, the B plot in this episode was about the dung beetle. Yes. Um, the hardworking dung beetle. Watching your Sisyphean dung beetles just try to roll piles of poop everywhere. Yeah. Um, listen, this show did some cool things. I'm not gonna lie. So like the the gimmick, if you want to call it as such, is like. Nature documentaries are always about, like, you know, fucking elephants and giraffes and, like, these big, huge, majestic creatures. And this one wants to be, like, you know, let's show you what's happening under there. Yes. Like, all the little, like, rodents and stuff. And, you know, using the t best technology of the day, they tried to, like, show you how, like, the ones I always kept going back to, they did this in both episodes that I saw, were, like, raindrops. Yeah. Or, like, a raindrop cool. will, like, fuck your whole day up because it's like having a <laughs> wrecking ball drop down your face that explodes. Like, yeah. And how, like... The wolf mouse, like, he's, like, in, like, Arizona desert or something. Is it I called think? the wolf mouse? Or is it, I think I'm going to go with that because it howled and it's a mouse. I keep um, on calling it the scorpion mouse. It fights a scorpion. Yeah. And it's immune to its venom, which yeah. is why it can fuck a scorpion up. There's a moment where, like, you know, it's the desert, but then it rains. And when it rains in the desert, you get, like, an entire year's worth of precipitation and one rainfall. So then, like, the ground is so hard, it can't soak any of the rain up, so it just kind of, like, trickles off. Yeah. But, like, you know, what looks just like a little middling you know, puddle to us is like a tidal wave. What, what did Stephen Fry say? A 10 centimeter tsunami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like rolling, you know, like you drown this thing and you're watching him like r run through and hop through his little cave soaking wet. And he's always got to warm up and dry off. Cause, cause he could freeze to death if his first day's wet. Like, you know, <laughs> the, the drama is ham fisted, but I'm not going to say it doesn't exist. It's yeah. there. And like, listen, nothing got me more than the story of this <laughs> fucking chipmunk <laughs> that they were telling. 
because he's doing great. He's getting all his acorns for and his nuts for winter, and he's loading it all up. And then some motherfucker comes along and steals all his nuts. <laughs> yes, he does. Steals all his nuts, and he goes back, and he's like, "What the fuck? All my nuts are gone." <laughs> and then the thief comes back and beats the shit out of him and kicks him out of his own house. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Stephen Fry is like Stephen Fry is very full on Ned Stark. Like winter is coming. How is he going? <laughs> how is little chipmunk going to survive the coming winter when his larder has been half emptied? And then you go, you know, you bounce back and forth. Listen, I was, and then the owl. I'm getting to that. Okay, sorry, Caitlin. Sorry. <laughs> And then you need to deal with some bullshit shrew who like eats mangoes or something and gets, you know, spooked off by an orangutan or something, you know, whatever. She was fine. I wasn't, I wasn't invested with her. I was just like, <laughs> back, back to the chipmunk. Let's go. So then trying, trying to find food. Got to find food. And <laughs> the way it's shot is so ridiculous. I don't know how they shot it. There's some spots I, that look very CGI. Yeah, like I they don't... built backgrounds into it as but well. S- sometimes though, I'm like, this looks really real like I, yeah. I was really impressed and it, yeah so it's really cool to watch and to to look at so then he, he's got to find new places to find food because you know this bitch-ass chipmunk other chipmunk <laughs> is going to be following him no matter what he does yeah and he goes off and he finds all these acorns but like there are clearly like chipmunk skeletons like scattered throughout <laughs> so yeah. he's like in the no man's land because an owl lives in that tree has anyone if, if anyone has seen the secret of nim <laughs> They understand how petrifying <laughs> owls are to mice. Yeah, so he's trying to like scoop up all these acorns as many as he can. Harrowing escape from the owl. I'm not gonna lie, chipmunk. I didn't think you were gonna make it. I thought that was it. I thought we were going full on nature. You scary moment because there were a couple of those. Yeah, a couple of those moments in there because nature. You scary. Yeah, the fucking like desert mouse with the hawks and shit trying to run from there. Were you yeah. hitting the skull? I was like, you gone, you gone. And the I'm lizards? not getting too invested. And that was always cool though when they like rose from the dirt and like shook the dirt off. Um, yeah, so Chipmunk makes a harrowing escape away from this owl, and then you gotta spend some time with the bullshit tree shrew for another, like, ten minutes, and then you go back. The poor tree shrew, I, I liked this her story. not my fault her story was, wasn't that, wasn't that as compelling. But she was running out of energy! <laughs> it's, it's, it's her own fault. It might not be, I actually don't remember, because I'm just all about the chipmunk. So then, he's, you know, he's, he's got some more nuts, he's looking alright. Yeah. He's, he's risked life and limb to get these new this new supply of acorns yeah and bitch ass decides he wants to come back and help himself again and Stephen fry and they're like they're staring each other down and Stephen fry Stephen fry voice is just like the chipmunk must now decide it's a matter of fight or flight and this little chipmunk has chosen fight <laughs> i'm like fuck him up <laughs> fuck him up chipmunk i'm like screaming at the tv and i'm like i don't even need to be high like if i was high this would probably look like, way better but i was like just scrims like fuck him up and he does beat the shit out of him yeah chipmunks are vicious yeah so yeah this is an odd one there's not a whole (laughs) lot to talk about with it really it's just no i just i wanted to give you something nice it was either that or dogs with jobs so (laughs) i thought i'd give you this instead (laughs) thank you for sparing me from dogs with jobs (laughs) it is an amazing show those are good dogs they are good dogs this is clearly if you have to pick one is that on netflix too yes it is if you have to pick between a netflix nature documentary i would definitely recommend uh hidden kingdoms and i'm not gonna lie i got one episode left yeah one of them is about uh like the rhino beetles in tokyo yeah i'm probably gonna watch that one i'm probably gonna check it out i'm gonna watch the third one i want to see that one um but this is i said at one point while i was watching it i was like on the one hand, I'm like, she put me a fucking nature documentary. <laughs> but on the other hand, 
this is why we do this show. Yeah. <laughs> this is why it exists. This is something Caitlin geeked down about that Lord knows, not under any circumstance <laughs> would I have ever gotten to this on I, my own. I love nature documentaries. I will like, I don't know, sometimes between space and nature documentaries... I will choose nature documentaries now. Really? Now. Over space. If it is a documentary about space, then that wins over everything. But if it has to be like. Sorry, if it's a nature documentary about space? Yeah. Like if they have a, a documentary about space, like oh. sort of like what, you know, we are the stuff of stars and. But not, like a, not like a nature documentary about space. Not about like the dog or. What the what? Isn't that the Russian dog that they oh, sent up? Yeah, I probably wouldn't really care about okay. that. Okay. Um, but I, th- then that, that wins over everything, but I love nature documentaries. So I didn't think you really watched them very much, so I thought, why not? No, no, not at all, really. And I do like this one because they've done something fun with it. It's a little bit different, and tiny animals are adorable. They are all very adorable. You cannot yeah. lie about that. Also, chipmunks can fit a lot in their face. That was kind of horrifying. I'm not going <laughs> to lie about that. Uh, yeah, there were like six acorns deep in his cheeks. And I mean, I know they could do it. Uh, my only other, you know, experience with chipmunks before this was when a dead one fell out of my cubby <laughs> when I was working at a boys camp. And <laughs> I went home. I went home. For the, I went Why? home for the three day break and came back and was like, oh, got to change cabins. Guess I better grab all my stuff out and like pulled stuff and heard like a thud, but didn't even like think anything of it. And then I saw like something on one of my shirts. I'm like, what is this? And I looked down and there's just like a petrified chipmunk just like flying <laughs> on the ground of the cabin. <laughs> and I shot the fuck out of there. Like the windows open because that was how we would get in and out. So we didn't wake up the kids. Like if right. we ducked out to the counselor's cabin, you'd hop out the back window and then hop back in through the window. And I like fucking... Dukes of Hazard dive bombed out of that window. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why do these things happen to you? I don't. Why does anything happen to me? My life is blessed. Oh, jeez. My life is very, very blessed. So, I mean, if we're talking about <laughs> what we're going to give Hidden Kingdoms, if you have any inclination towards nature documentaries at all, and you haven't seen this, it's a very good one. Me having never seen a nature documentary before. Uh, and You've never seen a single nature documentary. Not before. from beginning to end. Why would I? I mean, I haven't seen like March of the Penguins or any of that shit. Like, I just think that's even, so like weird. the big, the big mainstream ones. Like, I'm sure they played in the background when I was a kid or something. You know, Mutual of Omaha is Wild Kingdom. You know, that type that's of shit. So weird to me. Um, no, never really, never really encountered them much. So we're doling out kick punches to these adorable little animals. Uh, and amazing, the scorpion mouse. That thing, I was impressed. <laughs> With it taking down those venomous animals. It was pretty badass about it, too. Yeah. Did he eat them, too? Or? Yeah. Yeah, they fucking eat ate them. <laughs> that's how, I think that's how they become immune to the poison, is that they're given it... They're given uh, scorpion and other venomous animals when they're young, mm. so they sort of get an immunity to it. And that, yes, that, that, that was the drama they kept trying to tell with that story, with the one mouse who was like, you know... The rest of his, he's like what, two hours older or something yeah. than the rest. So he's like, he's like a man. Yeah. <laughs> like, needs to go out and find his way. And it's like, oh, choose, choose the safety of the little, you know, den hole, whatever yeah. they live in. where just the mom keeps bringing food or bust out on his own. And he busted out on his own and he fought all these scorpions and shit and whatnot. And ran from hawks. And ran from hawks and almost died and drowned like 15 times. And then poised triumphantly <laughs> on like a rock with the moon full Arizona moon behind him. Just like, wee. But it was like, Ow. it's like howling, yeah, asserting his mouse, See, mousy manhood. It was amazing. <laughs> it's a six point five. 
6.5. I thought your enthusiasm was at least a 7. I am surprised. All right, fine. You can have a 7. Yeah. I'll give it a 7. Um, yeah, that is on Netflix. It is. I, it gets bumped to a 7 because I am going to watch the third episode at some point. Uh, there you go. Just because it's, again, you want to talk about comfy TV? Yeah. It, it really don't get much more comfy than this. Like, no. if you want something, if you've been having an interesting week, if you've been having unexpected drama with ex-girlfriends that you weren't expecting, uh, if things other in your life have been playing out in ways you would have preferred they didn't, sometimes there's nothing better than sitting with uh, having Stephen Fry talk to you about dung beetles. I was going to say, Stephen Fry is basically <laughs> the major point. Would you have watched this show if Stephen Fry wasn't narrating? Oh, yeah, probably. Okay. It, well, though, I have turned off documentaries where the narration was bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What about, what about Attenborough? You fucks with Attenborough? Who? What? In one of the Attenboroughs, David Attenborough. Oh, oh, Attenborough. Yeah, Attenborough is fine. You fucks with Attenborough. Um, but if it was like I don't know, someone annoying, I, I haven't. I've turned it off before. Fran Drescher. I, well, I really wanted to watch this uh, documentary on Easter Island, mm-hmm. but the person's voice was so grating, I, I couldn't do it. And no, apparently, I'll there's a Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, documentary on penguins yeah so one where he can't say penguins yeah where he can't say penguins and i haven't seen it but i'm i really penguins like yeah <laughs> i don't know uh, I, just, I just saw the supercut of all the time he fucked up saying penguins uh it's kind of amazing apparently no one said to him like <laughs> that's not how you say <laughs> no it. no one in the booth was like hey benny maybe maybe we should take a moment <laughs> yeah. we should take five with the linguistics coach here but anyway hidden kingdoms seven out of ten you will believe a chipmunk can win your heart. I like that, that tag. Guy that guy did. <laughs> the guy outside the window? Yeah. Definitely. Well then, moving on. Now to a whole new spectrum. Yeah, we do. We have this way of like picking things that are like completely at opposite ends. Of or, or like last week, we, pe- we both picked space. <laughs> They're either they super similar or completely could not be farther apart. This may be one of the most far apart. Yep. Uh... Going from cute mice to Lovecraftian horror. <laughs> Basically. So I gave Caitlin, sick of giving her anime. You know, sometimes I feel like I give her too much anime. And Caitlin was like, give me some comics. There's so many comics I haven't read. And That is actually word for word what I said. Stupid Matt has been nudging me to give you this for a while. Well, thank you, Stupid Matt. Because Stupid Matt really loves, <laughs> really loves this too. The following is a certified Stupid Matt selection. So Stupid Matt was very much on me to uh, give this to Caitlin, and when she said she had not had much experience with comics, um, the movie adaptation of this I almost gave her once. Uh, so I said, well, let's let's tick them both off. Let's have her experience this idea in this story, but give it to her in the comic form, because I think the comic is actually pretty good as well, and more than likely better than the movie. This week, Caitlin read Uzumaki, which translates to Spiral. It does indeed. It is a 1998 horror manga by Junji Ito, who is one of the masters of horror manga currently working today in Japan. One of the few, it takes a lot for comic illustration to make me uneasy. He has always been able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> he has a gift for it. Uh, and this is was published in 1998. Like I said, it was made available in English. Uh, it's been out in English since 2001. Currently, you can get the whole thing. It ran for... 40 chapters, I think. Uh, You can get the whole thing in one beautiful-looking hardcover. And this is a, like I said, a Lovecraftian horror about the citizens of a town called Kurozucho who are terrorized by spirals. 
Yep. Things with swirlies on them. Mm-hmm. Anything, any way that can take form. Yep. Shape of a building, the curl of one's hair, a snail, a whirlpool in a river. Any way that spirals can manifest themselves. Pottery, anything that spins. An ear. And in the, the inner ear. Any way that this can manifest itself. The citizens of this town get obsessed and possessed and murdery or turned into monsters or somehow told primarily from the perspective of a high school girl named, I guess it would be, forgive my pronunciation, Kyrie and her boyfriend Shuichi. Shuichi's family is kind of the first uh, centerpiece of this obsession. His father becomes obsessed with spirals and just wanting to become a spiral and become closer to the spiral and whatnot. Uh, in the tradition of horror protagonists, Kiri always finds herself in the middle of whatever insanity and horrifying moment is happening around her. Well, that just makes sense. Um, if I had two critiques of my own for it, having now read the whole thing, can get repetitive. Mm-hmm. That's just the nature of the weekly or monthly manga grind. Yeah. Um, chapters tend to be longer than you would expect from like a normal manga chapter. And I think in weekly mangas, they run like six to eight pages. Most chapters here run like 12 to 20, I think. Um, so it can get a little repetitive because you're just like, how spiral of the week. What's it going to be? What's it going to be this time? Uh, and as well, you are constantly forced to ask yourself, why would you not leave sooner? That's a question for all horror. But though. that's just horror, right? Like it's, you know, after the first time somebody turns into a snail, why would you? <laughs> why yeah. would you decide? No, I guess I'll go to school on Monday like normal. No, get the fuck out. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> there's there just a moment way late in in the series where I was laugh. I was actually reading it at work and laughing with Matt about this because something even more horrifying happens, and that's like the narration is like that's when we decided we had to get out of Kurosu Cho. I'm like, really? Now's the moment you decided. <laughs> all that other shit had nothing nothing to do with it. You were cool with all that, but now's the moment. Anyway, Caitlin McKinnon, you yeah. like Lovecraft? I do like Lovecraft. You, I uh, think you like horror to a certain extent. Um. It's complicated. And when I say it's Lovecraftian, it's Lovecraftian in that way. We're just like, you know, like the birds, like, you know, where shit is happening and it's never explained why it happens. Yeah. And it's just about these protagonists trying to survive and fight against forces of horror bigger than themselves. Yeah. So what did you think of Uzumaki? Um, when I was reading it, what really struck me is, so I I'd said it's com- my, my, Interest in horror is complicated. Yes. Because I do like some horror. Um, you like gore. I like gore. You don't like jump scares. I don't like jump scares. And I'm really bad with live action horror because of the music. Mm. I'm one of those people that is unbelievable. Like even the X-Files music when I was a kid, I couldn't take it. <laughs> like I couldn't sit there for it. I could probably watch most of the X-Files episode. But any kind of jump scares, any kind of weird music, I had to leave the room. It makes me super anxious. So that one, that infamous one with the woman under the bed, you're like not having no. that one. <laughs> Absolutely not. Nope. Um, I won't do any. And I also won't do any of the like gross sexual stuff like saw or or hostile or body horror type stuff well yeah and it's not yeah and this skews close to that at times it It does it never gets sexual per se but there was a couple moments where i would want wanted to look away the washing machine i haven't got to the washing machine yet oh wait is that what that is the circular thing he orders yeah oh they just say it's a a tub or something like that i'm thinking of the movie and i'm just 
conflating yeah. that because in the movie it was a washing machine. Um, anyway, so, but I do like things like Clive Barker, mm-hmm. who I don't know if you know Clive Barker at all. I read him when I was really young, probably too young because I was running out of Stephen King books at the time and he always got lumped in together with him, even Which though they are completely, completely different. different. Um, so I remember reading like The Great and Secret Show I when was I was say. way too young. Great Secret um, Show, Magica, they are all kind of part of the same universe. Specifically, I think it's a Magica that this reminded me of. Because mm-hmm. there's actually a part in a Magica where two people are like turning into a swirl together. Yeah, and that happens a few times yeah. in this um, as well. So, but Clive Barker had that kind of, you don't really know always what's going on, but there's sort of this madness about mm, his yeah. writing. Great guy. Super nice. Oh, yeah. He's a total sweetheart. I met him once and he talked to me for like 25 minutes <laughs> and there was like a huge line behind me and he didn't even care. Just, you know, asked me all about myself and super nice guy. Oh, yeah. He's always struck me as like the sweetest guy ever. Um, writes. Writes really unsettling stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super unsettling right. I guess stuff. the best thing Clive, o- Clive, Clive Owen. No, not yeah. Clive Owen. The best thing Clive Barker is known for is uh, Hellraiser. And yeah. that whole series, pin- he created Pinhead and all that. Yeah. Started in... Oh, I can't remember what the hell I was going to say. Telltale Heart, but it's not yeah. that. I can't remember what it's called, but Hellraiser All is based off of a short story he wrote. Yes. And that's kind of been his his jam. So that, it reminded me of that, but in the manga, kind of with the aesthetics of like a hepped up HGH and amphetamine type Edward Gorey. <laughs> Like the 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 manga is set in obviously Japan. Um, it doesn't have the same look exactly, but because of the black and white mm-hmm. and a lot of the swirls and a lot of the like basic aesthetics and things, um, it kind of has that weird visual aspect to it as well that Gory has. Um, again, Gory is not nearly as gruesome. Um, but you know, he draws small children with axes in their back. He does blood everywhere. So yeah, and and I really liked that about those because I like those two things. Um, and it's always nice when I can draw compar- comparisons to other things. Um, but it also was great on its own as well. Um, I liked the storytelling because it was very fast paced, and. They did horror in such a way where I was worried, but I wasn't freaking out, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. And again, it was nice because there were no jump scares. I can go at my own pace. And that tends to be, that's why J-horror as a style of film was kind of, I don't know if revolutionary, but caught some people's attention when they first started hitting on the like, you know, Ringu was the first one and Juan and things like that. Because it was never about, like you saw the ghost coming a mile away. Yeah. But it was just like dread. Like that's what they dealt in. Just making you feel uneasy. And that's what this does as well. You know, my, what do I always say when something, something seems kind of gross to me? It's like, I get the taste of onions in my mouth. Like, like the work of Junji Ito kind of puts the taste of onions in my mouth as well. Like, this is super unsettling. Um, but it's interesting to know that you don't ever really know where the swirls come from because that's one of the things that got me to read the fourth chapter mm. of this manga. Is that I kind of want to? I want to know more about the story. I want to know what happens. I just read the part where the girl turns into a giant swirl. <laughs> her her crescent moon. Oh right. Uh, scar. Yeah, yeah. And, turns into a swirl and, and devours her entirely, which mm-hmm. was amazing. And even like again aesthetically, it was amazing. Like the the way they 
drew that was I, I still can't get over how neat it was but I but they keep on talking about the pond and how it's sucking things in and I'm hoping even if they do kind of a monster of a week of the week I'm really hoping that they develop that a little bit more you will get something okay by the end having to do with like it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger it has to do with like basically where the town's built type of thing right um and so you will get something really doesn't explain a goddamn thing ultimately right but you will be left to interpret like oh well there's that thing i guess that had something to do with it like right because you're you know curie is not going to run into some scientist who's going to like you know explain everything to her she's just like experiencing this and is like and I saw this, and this happened, and blah, blah, blah. And and I, you I, as a reader have to piece all these things together. And I also, I do, I really do wish that, like, after this thing that they've seen, I, I hope that they, I mean, they don't, I know now, but I really hoped that they'd like, okay, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here, because that was insane. Nope. So that's frustrating, but that's sort of all, like we mentioned, it's kind of all horror, is you're yelling at your TV or the movie screen or whatever going... Uh, why have you not left the creepy house yet? Gotta get through the snail people. But yeah, and and that the body horror stuff, that is very weird. Because I don't like flesh. I don't mind blood. But I don't like flesh. And there's a lot of fleshy stuff in here. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's It's been an... It was an interesting read. Um, I do have a note specifically for reading. Um... Try not to read this before bed, like I did. Oh, yeah? Um, just... Didn't, didn't work out well for you? Well, I had a lot of dream Not horror dreams, but dreams about swirls, I <laughs> Really? <guess. laughs> like, just... It, was, it wasn't... It was Again, it wasn't stuff that I was, like, waking up in a panic from, but they were weird dreams. Mm. And I had read it right before I went to bed. Yeah, that'll fault. do it. My own fault. Um, so, yeah. Try not to do that. Try to read it outside on a summer's day. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's just really good at creepiness. Like there's, he's best known and probably his most popular work. I don't even remember any of the details. I just know it was a series called Tomie about a high school girl. Um, he might have a lot to do with the whole, um, long hair and face thing, thing with Japanese horror that mm. they always go to. Cause he just, and that's why he plays a lot with hair, women's hair in Uzumaki as well. Yeah. Cause he thinks it's kind of inherently creepy like this long <laughs> hair and he also has one that's super creepy about like uh some sort of excavation or something and they find these people shaped holes in the side of a mountain yeah and people start going getting fascinated by the holes and they're like what are you doing and they're like no this hole was made for me and they like crawl into the holes like it just fits their bodies like perfectly and people are crawling in people throughout the town are crawling into these holes because the hole was made for them that's never, terrifying. Never know why. Never know what that is. Uh, he also has a charming manga about cats. So <laughs> oh, he's dear. a complicated man, that Junji Ito. Uh, yes, but he's if you like horror stuff, any of his stuff is uh, not super gross. It's never rapey. There's never any kind of like sexual stuff in it. It's just it can get a little gross. And as with most Japanese horror stuff, unsettling. A very dread. unsettling. Very unsettling. Um, and but I again, I I actually really enjoyed the storytelling. Like, you could make it simpler and it would still have the horror aspects, but I think the storytelling actually makes it a lot better. And he's a very good artist as well. Should be, oh, yeah, should no, be that's what I know. That's what I was talking about before. Mm. Like, he's done some really 
interesting things. Um, even some of the basic shapes he's used, he's done so in a very interesting way. I mean, even it sounds so like weird to be like, it's a town that's being traumatized by, by spirals. By spirals. Well, how does that work? But you'll be amazed at how many it's like things in your day-to-day life spin or have that pattern to it them. It almost reminds me of, there is this movie called In the Mouth of Madness. Just a Lovecraft work, is it not? I don't know. Oh, Mountains of Madness. Oh, that, yeah. of Madness. And maybe I'm, it's I'm sort conflating of, it. It's maybe sort of based on that, but I don't know much about the film except that I've I've watched it a couple times, and it's one of those like there's madness because they're they're going mad, and there's not really any other reason for it. Mm. Um, and things that seem really simple start to kind of be horrible in themselves yeah. so once you you start to so after reading a couple of chapters of this you start to see swirls in places and you're like oh god i hope you know this isn't doesn't mean what i think it's gonna mean and there are some moments definitely that you're just like oh god like you know what's gonna happen yeah but it still is horrifying well again not a lot to say here as well really no. it is what it is, it is you gotta crazy. get the whole gist pretty yeah. early on you're at the fourth chapter. You've got 36. That's kind of more of the same if you're interested in seeing how many more ways he can... Uh, I kind of am interested, which is weird work. because I'm not... Like I said, I'm not a huge horror fan, um, but it he's done some interesting stuff with this story, so... There's some some stuff in a maternity ward later that's kind of gross. But oh. You might, you might not like that. Um, I don't think I'll That like was that. the moment where I was like, why would you not leave after this? Yeah... Maybe not. Maybe not with that. But we'll. I'll tell you how far. I, I, get. I mean, you can skim, right? Because it's not because of the way it's set up. All you need is the basic premise, right? Yeah. Spirals are bad. If you get to this maternity ward bit, and you're like, mm, no, you want to like quickly I'm jump over, check like check out now. Quickly jump over twenty pages or whatever and skip that chapter. It'll get mentioned in passing in the next chapter, and then it's on to something else completely. Like it does more more horrible spirals. More horrible spirals. Welp. If we're handing out kick punches. If we're handing them out. I'm going to say it, I enjoyed it. It was um, 8 out of 10. 7, 7.5. 7.5. Yeah, 7.5 out of 10. Um, because I've only read <laughs> four chapters of this. Maybe be a little conservative. You're 10th of the way through. Yeah. Um, and if it does sort of do more of the same, it might be a little bit boring. Um, but so far, so good. Well, we will check up on that in subsequent weeks. If you continue with it in updates. That is, like I said, Uzumaki is available from Viz Media, I believe, in a lovely deluxe hardcover edition. You get the whole thing, including some more comedic postscripts by the author about why why he wanted to tell this story. About um, spirals? Yeah. The horror his own, of spirals? His own fascination with them. Uh, so yeah, you can get that pretty, uh, pretty cheaply. I don't think it's that expensive. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful edition as well. It will look lovely on your shelf if you choose to uh, purchase it updates caitlin do we have any um well you gave me a hard time about star trek um so i don't <laughs> have anything there that's all you've been watching uh yeah actually well deep space nine yes um i'm trying to think if there's anything else i was supposed to watch a whole bunch of other stuff but then kept on just going back to watching deep space <laughs> deep space nine i'm sorry i've been um, sucked in uh, I don't really have any tv updates every spare moment i have has been dedicated to borderlands sorry <laughs> Thanks for that. Sorry. Uh, still, still dope ass game. Getting better at shooting too. Oh, oh wow! Le- leveled, up, leveled up a little bit. Shouts, shouts to the difficulty curve. 
on that, by the way. Because okay. sometimes it's like, well, maybe not shouts to the difficulty curve. Because I definitely did have a moment where I thought I was just going to be like stranded. Like <laughs> I was out of bullets. I could not find my way around. Like I thought maybe I would have to like try to like the character I'm playing at is, is the diva yes. character. And she can like turn invisible for like five seconds. And mm-hmm. I thought I was going to have to try this like do that like do her phase walk and just try to like run for my fucking life out of this building because i was out there were too many enemies i was too shitty a shot my bullets were gone i was like in dire straits um but generally it's pretty it's pretty easy but then we'll spike at certain times and you'll it throws difficult moments at you where That's it's like good. right when you're getting too confident it's like oh shit fuck <laughs> gotta can't be lazy anymore uh, yeah, no, still a good game. I think I said before that the writing was as good as Tales from the Borderlands. I'm going to amend that. I haven't really seen anything since I said that. Right. That was as good as Tales from the Borderlands. But first kick at the can, right? Like yeah. They've, Tales from the Borderlands was post-Borderlands 2. They've had opportunities to improve, finely tune their narrative voice vision with the series, I guess. So some of it is still there, but you get notices from the robot Claptrap. You know, Crazy Earl has more jobs for that good-for-nothing vault hunter. <laughs> if you're available, go see him. Things like that. But yeah, so that's basically been the bulk of the bulk of my <laughs> every spare moment I have. Just playing Borderlands. Really haven't watched anything anything since, but I will try to make some time for that this week. Uh, yeah. This week I will be going to see Ghostbusters. Oh, hopefully. right. That, that is out. Everyone so seems I will, to love it. Yeah, I will update on that. There is one other thing, though. Mm. Or, well, actually, there are two things. Okay. One thing is that we might need to start a new segment of the show. Oh, really? Yeah, called uh, Question Time with Kate and George. Question Time. Yeah. Interesting. We have questions. We have a question. All right. I don't, and I don't even know who this person is, and that's really exciting. Oh, this is the thing I sent you. Yeah. We're going to address it on the air. Okay. I thought you were just going to tweet at them. But. I I will also tweet at them. Okay. Um, but the question is from someone named. Uh, US TV addict. At US TV addict. At US underscore TV underscore addict. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the question is Do you usually eat cheese on all your audio podcast episodes? It's kind of shady, isn't it? Yeah, it's throwing a little shade. A little shade. I mean, it's hard to tell with tone. A little, a little snark in there. Over over the internet. That's a consistent problem in my life. Well, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt, US underscore TV underscore addict. Um, and no, we do not. But I wish I could. But I can't. <laughs> Caitlin could. She would. I would. But she can't. I can't. So she doesn't. So I don't. Um, Cheese remains a very important part of this podcast at all times, though. Yeah. In all its in, in my, all its forms. In my heart. And my arteries. Consuming cheese. Cheesiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it all. Yeah, we love all of it. Um, and I have been eating vegan cheese. I have been oh. slowly figuring out what tastes okay. I am so sorry. It's all right. I'll, I'll get through it. <laughs> um, but we do eat other snacks very consistently on the podcast. And when it's not so hot in here, you'll probably start to to hear the reappearance of snacks. <laughs> it's just too hot to eat in here. It's just too hot right to now, eat in the here. Extra, the extra energy expense chewing is just more than we can handle. So as soon as the weather gets a little bit cooler, you're going to hear all kinds of things. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so there you go. That is the that is the question we have this week. Question time. So we may have to, depending on how consistent this is, we may have to have a whole tiny segment for it. If you have questions, you can send them to us, uh, geekdownpod at gmail.com or via Twitter at geekdownpod, should you have questions. 
if question time is going to be a recurring thing. Uh, why wouldn't you have questions, really? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just want to get to know us better? Uh, is there anything else, Caitlin? I believe there is. There is. The, the last thing is um, everyone should definitely tune in next week because we will be, for the first time ever, reviewing a board game. Yes. The two of us are going to play a board game. Full disclosure, we were sent something. We were. To check out. Which is awesome. Uh, which, thank you. We will be checking it out. And it is a card game. It is a card game, yeah. Uh, so we'll be checking that out and letting y'all know what we thought of it next week. Yeah, so definitely tune in and we'll give you more details then. And I think that's about it. I think, I, I think that's all I got. That is all we got. The Geek Down can be heard on SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. If you follow us on there, you'll get a notification every time a new episode goes up. As well, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Won't matter when an episode goes up, you'll have it if you, you subscribe. Will have it. it is so easy. If it goes up on Wednesday, you won't even know the difference because it'll just be there. You'll just know. The fairies or the gnomes or whatever we decided last week <laughs> will bring it to your device. The podcast, the podcast gnomes. So, yeah. If you want to yell at me for anything, you can do that at Jordan underscore Ferguson. If you want to yell at Caitlin. You can't. You cannot. She does not exist on the internet. Basically, I don't. And Facebook doesn't count. <laughs> Facebook does not count. As well, yes, you can always get at us on the Facebook group. It is www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. So that is just about going to wrap it up for another fantastic episode of The Geek Down. Thank you so much to all of you who choose to spend an hour to 90 minutes of your time with us every week. We greatly appreciate it. We very, very much appreciate it. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. And we will be back here with you again next week. See you then. I don't care. I'm going to play it for a week and then, like, forget about it. Are you sure? Did you hit the record? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to catch your freak out about not being able to play Pokemon Go. <laughs> you fucking prick. <laughs> oh, Lord. You're such a geek. That's why we love her. <laughs>